us being able to record some of these AMAs and go deep diver or dive deeper into to some of these topics like Equitas and some of the the functions of our protocol. Um, we'll talk about eventually. We'll talk about some of the uh, partnerships that we have and dive deeper into those. Uh, every once in a while, we might invite a guest on, but these these small AMAs, these ones that are that we're having a few times a week, are are hopefully going to be a little bit more compact and and specialized in specific topics. So um, today's topic is Equitas, and so we'll we'll dive deep in that. But the handful of you guys that I see in every single one of these AMAs and active inside of general chat, we would really appreciate and love if you guys had um, some questions that you that we could bring you up and talk to you about, or at very least, like ask them in general chat. So, um, I mean, these general are general chat or the AMA text is yeah, a good or the good AMA one. text because we're we're using these um, to hopefully be able to to refer people to them when they have specific specific questions. You have a question about Equitas and what it is, we'll go and point them to this link. So we, we got like 30 people here. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at it's, it's three main, right? One is we want to bring on guests. Like we had the co-founder of Flux on on Saturday and just kind of increase the educational knowledge in the space about nodes and what's going on. Cause that's a, a core problem that we see um, even in, in our own project and a, and a lack of activity that we've seen lately is, is people want like really degenerate non you know things that aren't going to last a long time everyone wants a quick flip and everyone wants returns that are just usually leeching upon other people right your quick returns are usually other people's losses unless you're building real value so it'll be one diving deep into dominium and then i'll be like with me pythagoras pythagoras socrates um, even tiberius can be on one of these and then um, another one where we're just kind of like a podcast style where we just are kind of chatting with someone in the space like we want to get quarter machine up here talking about you know the new types of nfts and kind of what's going on with web3 and that sort of development and then on saturday mornings afternoons we're going to be doing something that we think is kind of pu pushing the needle forward and, and our main goal is one marketing right get there get more conversation with our community get our community that's active working with us so we can all, you know, work together. Um, two is to educate our community. And three is to educate the space, right? Just get more information out there that's valuable, that's good content, because um, I think you all can agree there's not a lot of great content that's really going to really teach you about the technology and, and what it's capable of and, and why it's important. And there's a lot of, um, you know, snake oil salesmen and, um, you know, pitches that are unsustainable and in Ponzi's and, meme coins and everything and so all that's going to eventually go to zero right most of it is and what's going to take us forward in web3 is is new technology and um doing things the right way doing things the right way always has the the best result um so saying that i'll go ahead and hop in and just give you guys a quick overview on equitas and that that's kind of what we said today is why is equitas so freaking cool and why is it so slept on? Um, the reason it's slept on is because it's hard to understand. And not it's not hard to understand. I can explain it in two minutes. But people don't take the time to come and listen and talk. I don't know if you guys watch, but in general chat, there'll always be someone that's asking some question. And I'm like, dude, I don't have time to, to type a novel up for you. Like, I have a life too. Like, let's hop on a chat. Let's hop on a call. I'll, I'll explain it to you. I'll break it down. Um, but people don't want to read the mediums. They don't want to break it down. And to be honest, and I'm, I'm being vulnerable with you guys, this is something that we're going to work on with marketing because um, we found that our message is a bit too big brained. Like it takes like some understanding of economics. It takes some understanding of game theory. It takes some understanding of 
real world investments and you know what you can actually expect with an investment and like what's reasonable ROI, even as like a incubator or a crowdfunding sort of a source, like what's a reasonable ROI. Um, and it seems like the people that are going to actually going to buy are the people that are like, you have to have a reason that's super degenerate. Like we saw with Jade protocol, well, how'd they get their people in? They literally had a billion percent APR, APY, I think it was right with those Dow protocols. And um, we're seeing the same thing. Like ring was hugely successful. They promised 7,000% APR. So for some reason, um, marketing ploys that are obviously not true do better in this audience of nodes and DAOs and degeneracy. Um, so we're we're kind of talking internally, like, well, we want to do good marketing and we want to bring people in, but we find that we like you only get a good response in this space <laughs> when you're totally degenerate. So we have two choices. One is kind of bend the knee and become a little bit more degenerate, kind of as like a straw man or like a, um, who's that horse you brought into the city? Russian horse. You know? <laughs> You bring in the horse and it had like, you know, soldiers inside and they came out and killed everyone. That's like a famous story. Trojan, Trojan horse. I must not have cut in when I, when I said it, but yeah. Oh, just barely. Yeah. The Trojan horse is like, we'll, we'll fake them out with degeneracy and inside the Trojan horse will be a real product. (laughs) That's one of the options that we're seriously considering. Um, The other one is kind of just getting straight to the ball game with, you know, showing all of our cards with really cool partnerships we have, um, real tangible business plans with our, um, you know, what are we going to do to actually generate solid passive income um, in the real world, whether it's, you know, participating in a franchise or buying property or Airbnb being a property or um, something we're really looking at closely right now is mining, right? There's some really profitable mining operations that have that one year ROI. And there's a ton of people that would love that. That's all they want is, you know, to get their money back in a year. That's why people in crypto, they, they're looking for a chance to double their money. So if you can say, hey, this is a good plan to double your money in two years, then it's going to be continue to be a passive income play. That's what strong is becoming, right? Everyone's talking about, hey, once you've got your um, Kubo nodes just did this, once you get your, they call it um, return of Kubo, ROC, once you get your return of Kubo back, then they reduce your rewards to half, right? And it's all about sustainability and and that's what equitas equitas is really equity is is how you would kind of say it. it comes from the word equity so if you're trying to wonder how to say it equitas right kind of like equity with the greek spin none of us speak latin so we we'll butcher it we'll say it 30 different ways and you guys are welcome to as well i say equitas so yeah um but that's what equitas is it's like if you had a real business plan that wasn't just a ponzi for example if let's say hey give us a thousand dollars We'll go buy a thousand dollars of mining equipment, and we'll give you that, um, you know, ROI back over the next two years. And it'll you won't have to buy the rig, you won't have to do the shipping, you won't have to pay for electricity. We're gonna take twenty percent off the top for our operations, and you just get the nice, solid pleasure as a as a customer of knowing that you get that the return on your investment without all the the headache that it is, you know, buying a warehouse or getting the facility or, you know, everyone complains about the loudness of the miners or how much electricity they use. Are you in a city that has good electricity rates? And Cal- if you're in California, the answer is no, right? Um, so there's there's some places where you have to get at least, you have to get at least 15 cents a kilowatt to be profitable. So we do all the work. 
Uh, and then we're, we're providing a node, right? We're providing like a miner and we can do really cool NFTs of these miners. And you're gonna have some pretty solid returns that are based on real things that are happening in the real world. And then we can use that revenue to purchase the property and, and grow. And that's what we're kind of having to do because we're not gonna be able to run this. It's not Dow season. It's not really node season anymore, to be honest with you. You know, we'll, we'll be candid with you at the end of the day. Um, we don't have $20 million in our treasury. If we did, maybe we start drawing up plans for an apartment complex. But people that put money in Dominium, they're betting on us being able to do the best we can with what we have. And so something like a mining facility is something that's totally feasible with the amount of money we have or starting a franchise um, or buying into a franchise that we know is profitable. So that's why we're really looking at, and a lot, a lot of the big players, we talk to people all day, you know, that really love Dominium. You know, you've seen our... Um, Cryptonaires, you know, Crypto Sensei, Coffee on the Blockchain. Everyone says we're doing real stuff and that everyone else is just doing fake play money Ponzi's. They know it. But at the end of the day, they're waiting for us to show those guns. Um, so if you guys want to hop in the chat and let us know, like, do, maybe it's a combo. You know, maybe we do the Trojan horse with a little bit of degeneracy to get us in a good marketing spot um, while we keep building a real product. Um, maybe we come straight to the punch with, with a real product. And that's going to look like something like forming an LLC getting legitimate really quick and then um, getting something up and running that because I've seen I don't know how many times I've seen it people say hey what if there's a node project that you know it was literally just miners and they took care of it for you all you had to do is buy your pretty nft and you know you're going to get a good return um, so that's something we're really looking at really closely um, but I'll turn it over to you Pythagoras yeah and so let's uh let's kind of bring it to Equitas um I mean we do have tons of these these really cool uh ideas and and honestly like we're gonna have to stimulate some of that initial apr with apy with really cool moves like that and i think that that some of our very first moves that we make should be something super super sweet um to help with marketing right because everyone here is more inclined to go click something that says come get nine thousand percent guaranteed roi like it's just we can't we can't do that. So either we have to, like you're saying, Trojan horse people in and, and think of some marketing thing that's super sexy and then it breaks it down and helps them understand and lowers their expectations, right? Um, but hopefully after lowering their expectations, we can deliver the product and the product can sell itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's super cool, but let's get into Equitas. So Orium, let's, let's just describe why did you choose the name Equitas, first of all? So I, I got to give a credit where it's due. BGOG39 down there, he's got a little diamond by his name because he's a booster. Um, he He's really trusted community member. He's pretty much a member of the team, to be honest with you. I talk to him more than a lot of team members. I uh, hate to say it, um, but Tiberius is always working, so what am I going to do, right? Um, but I can't remember what I called it. Um, it was like fair equity or like fair – we call it I – I wrote a Medium article, and I said, hey, everyone needs to look over this. Let's edit it. And he's like, uh, pretty good with the, and we're going to call it fair judgment or like some like basically what's going on isn't fair. It's just a Ponzi. Like if you buy late, you're going to buy the same node and you're going to pay 10 times the price for it just to pay for the bags for that bot that bought it right at launch. Right. The, you see all these launches like um, Etherstone's launch this month and they're like, wow, look how cool our launch is. And like it went up like it was like a 5x in the first five minutes, clearly a bot, right? So now everyone else is trading on top of a bot that's just waiting to dump on them. So Dominium's like an incredibly fair launch. You look at it like it's it's gone between $4 and 550 
like we're talking about like a 20, 25% move here and no one has tokens cheaper than that. Like there's no one, the only people that can cash out are the people that bought it at 440 and it's at 480, you know? So there's no like team tokens or VC tokens or bot tokens that are waiting to be dumped on you. Um, but Equitas is, is so important because it, it shows that we we're dead serious about having a real business model in that, hey, if you invest a thousand dollars with us, whether it was, you know, at the beginning of our, our launch in March, or whether it's in next August, right? $1,000 is $1,000. And if we have a real business model, it's gonna have some sort of yield. Now, what we're doing to incentivize early investors, and it's really simple, but people can't get their head around it, is we're providing passive income through the nodes, right? So no, we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna do a 10X like all these other tokens are, but we're gonna take that money and we're gonna use it for price stability and actual investments to actually grow the treasury. So what that's gonna do is, is make us put us in a place where our, our payout is sustainable. Because if you do a 10X, right, we've sold a million dollars in NFTs and stuff. So if let's say a million dollars goes into nodes and into passive income, we would then owe, you know, at 1% a day, we would then owe our community $300,000 of value in April, which is fine. I think we can do that. If the price goes from $5 to $50, which happened with Etherstones and happening with everyone, that you, you we now owe our community $3 million instead of $300,000. And we can't create value out of nowhere. So what Equidos does is it just creates a fair playing ground, whether you're late or whether you're early, if it's a real product, it will always provide value, right? And there's no reason that someone should have to provide 10 times the price of what someone paid a month ago, an hour ago, or a week ago. We keep saying, if you're an hour late or a week late, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the end of the world. But that's how it's been. I, if you've been watching Coffee on the Blockchain, he literally says it. He's like, I'm, my portfolio is at an all-time high. All of his coins are all-time lows, right? But the reason he has is he says the, the trick is to be early. He's always early. He's always whitelisted. He's always just dumping in whatever the whitelist cap is. And then he's out ROIs there the first week. And then they can just dump on community members for four or five, six months. And so that's why most people in crypto don't make money. I mean, I'm not, you guys, we might all make money here, right? I've made a lot of money in crypto, but I've got friends that I, <laughs> I, I hate to say it. They saw me make money in strong. Ring came out and they saw that as their new opportunity. And most of them got rugged, including myself, right? Um, so Equitas is, is just that, that, hey, if we're using this model of you should be able to buy something on your computer, like an NFT or a node, that's going to give you passive income. People want passive income that's easily accessible because right now it's not. There's a ton of legal work and, you know, financing work and you got to check your credit if you want to get into any sort of real passive income, right? If you want to get a million dollar loan for an apartment building and, and nowadays million dollar loan doesn't buy you much. Right. So Equitas is a solution to that that not only helps our tokenomics and sustainability, but it protects later investors. Because at any point with any node project, what happens is you ask yourself, is the price going to go up or down? If it's going to go down, I'm going to sell now. If it's fair or if, if it's about the same price that I bought in at, I might as well keep compounding. I might as well keep growing. So if if Dominium's at five dollars in a month or two, that's what we want to show. We want to show this is sustainable. This is something that's going to keep working. And then all that money that would have pumped us up to $50 is now available to the community for sustainability. And so those, I mean, it's it's still degenerate. You know, like we're still saying, hey, you're going to make 300% APR your first year, and we're going to reduce it down to 30% after, it's basically like a crowdfunding incubator seed running phase. phase. And 300% doesn't seem like a lot to people. They're like, oh, I can go and, and flip a whitelist. Like, yeah, but those are just whitelists, right? What's really hard is creating value that's going to be here in a decade. 
right? Which of your passive income plays is going to be here in a decade? Probably none of them. And so Dominium really is dead serious about building. Like we're only going to make decisions that make sense in a decade. And because of that, it's made us kind of short-sighted with short-sighted pump and dump schemes that meme coins are. And so we're, we're trying to balance that and the Trojan horse is one way. Um, but let's, let's kind of go, go to the crowd and let's, let's, um, what questions do you guys have about that? Or is, does that make sense to everyone? If we can questions out. There's a couple people that I'm going to pull in here if we don't have enough people coming and asking questions. So. <laughs> Vanquish, we got two people. Vanquish, come on up. How's it going, man? Got to unmute and then we'll be able to hear you. Hey guys, can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, so thanks a lot for doing this, guys. Uh, I think you've really thought this whole thing through from a from an offering point of view. What you're doing, how you intend uh, intend to kind of generate the returns, uh, and it's not not that difficult to understand from from where I am looking and what you've done to make this a fairer launch and for people to even be able to get in late. I think that that is what's going to differentiate this project from some of the others I've been in this for. A while now. Uh, now, my comment here is around within the groups that I that I talk to, and I'm not in a lot of groups, but the ones that I am in, uh, we do talk quite uh, quite a lot about projects, different kinds of projects, and I can easily speak to about say 200, 300 people. They would jump on a sustainable project, one percent, half a percent. It's absolutely on the table if they see the value. And as I said, I don't think it's a model that's difficult to understand. It's just about, and I think you you mentioned that as well. Uh, it's just about getting getting out there in the market. Uh, just talking about what what you're doing. Uh, I mean, I know uh, some of the some of the YouTube videos, for example, they are, I mean, they're even promoting those ROI daily fifteen percent apps, right? Which is nothing but Ponzi and completely don't agree with that. But uh, I think if we if we can find some of those avenues, right, at least to talk about the project and what's in there, I think that's going to that's going to help us grow as well. Are you saying we just need to get more people talking about Dominion? Because like you said, everyone you talk to likes it, but it's just a matter of getting the conversation started and getting promoted. We started last week with marketing. We got a YouTuber talking about us. Austin Clark's in here. He's a YouTuber and he's making a video with us. Um, and we were doing a lot of tweets to try to get the, the, amount, the information out there. What we're finding is when we got the traffic, when people are coming to our website, um, they're not like, it's more of a longer process. The, the people we get are really committed. They're really passionate about what we do. But we don't get like all the FOMO, Asaurus guys that are like, oh my gosh, this is it. And we're like building all this buy pressure that there's like, I need to buy this now. Like everyone I hit up is they're like, yeah, I've been watching Dominium for a few months, really interested, really love what you're doing, keeping a close eye on it. Um, but they're going and dumping money in all these degenerate coins every day. So how do we turn, you know, audience into um, people that are investing with us and becoming members of our community? you're partly right there and uh, there, were, there were a couple of things that I brought in and uh, on the on the launch day as well one is the website look and feel I think that's something that we 
need to improve upon uh, before we go out full on marketing, right? Because that the UI does does half the job. And second is just having some uh, some collateral like you know a simple infographic or something like that that explains on the home page what what the project is about. So people come in, people see that, people see the sustainability model, understand it's not just all Ponzinomics, and I think that's going to that's going to help. And that's just my two cents. Okay, so some new work and maybe just a quick infographic right there on our landing page to break it down because. Yeah, I think our docs are a bit much and our mediums are a bit much. Thanks thanks for hopping up, Vanquish. We'll hop in other people's questions, but we appreciate you. Thanks, guys. I saw um, one. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I saw one more with their hand up. If uh, if you still wanted to speak, go ahead and raise it again. For now, I'm going to invite my, uh, my clone up here. Come up, join us. How's it going? See if we can get your mic to work. And these guys are bagging on our website, Wolf and Have Mercy. Um, the website looks a thousand times better than it did, guys. I mean, I had a designer do it this time. Um, I guess we can get better. Has room for improvement for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's we definitely could use some kind of in infographic or, or even a video. Um, of, of the entire run through the, the, the base concepts of the entire project are pretty simple. Um, I feel like we could use that as an advantage to, to hook people. What's up, Avericus? How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Uh, I just want to second the previous comment. I, I was going to say pretty much the same thing. You know, I've been watching you guys four months, at least, I think since December, and I still have to go back and say, now what, you know, which one is Plato and how, how long does it take to get ROI on that? And uh, there, between the mediums and Discord and Twitter, I, I don't find a simple place where, you know, a, a, an infographic. And if, you know, if I'm in that boat, I just wonder, like, you know, is, is, is my dad going to, what's he going to think when he comes to the website? And what's the general public going to think? And the people that are on the fence to put in $10,000. Yeah. So yeah, I really appreciate the, the way that the website has changed since December and the progress that's been made, but uh, I, I would like to see that change also. The room for work for sure. And, and we definitely love when you guys make suggestions like that. Um, I think I think the, the core team, we become uh, a little bit um, desensitized to, to some of the smaller things just because we, we know the protocol totally. so well, it. we know everything so well. Um, like we know the rates of all of these, the cost of all of these, the staking fees of all of those. Um, so, so we, we've, we've kind of been desensitized and we definitely need to, to make sure that we have fresh sets of eyes on that. So we love when, when any of you guys, um, come and give suggestions. So appreciate you hopping up here and seconding that we'll, we'll definitely make sure we're on it. We're probably going to have to grab another, uh, maybe, maybe one or two more developers just to help us with, with the workload that we've got. Um, but everything's kind of getting better for scalability. So as stuff kind of irons out now that we're floating a little bit, once marketing's set a little bit more. Um, we can get some of the, the bigger UI things like you guys are talking about set so that when we bring in these bigger fish, um, everything's a lot more attractive and we're able to, to retain some of that. So appreciate your time, man. All right. Let's see if we've got any questions. Um, um 
Austin Clark had a good recommendation. He's like, hey, just throw 100K into like a, you know, a simple little business. Maybe it's just a quick Airbnb. Um, the problem that we found, Austin, if you look at any city that has regular Airbnbs, unless you want to go get something in Tennessee or the middle of nowhere, even the cheapest little apartment is 200, 300K. And boom, that's our, you know, we, we've got like 300K to invest right now, right? Um, and so that's, and then if we do, like the ROI there can be a, a long-term thing unless we get it on credit. Um, so that's that's kind of what we've had, and we can talk about that more. I, I like what Car um, Car's saying here about we could do some um, cloud mining stuff. Um, will Gen 1 NFTs also be gone in like a month? And so the answer is yes. As soon as we get our first real-world asset, we're going to switch over to the new NFTs. So for example, if it's an Airbnb, the new NFTs are going to be that Airbnb, and the new purchaser of that is only going to get the passive income associated with that. Right. Or if it's mining rigs, it'll be a little NFT of a miner. So um, and that'll just give us a new NFT to sell, kind of shift gears there, but also create more scarcity for the philosophers that you guys have all bought because we want that to be like an OG thing. Like there's only so many real citizens that are getting, you know, residual income on all of our investments. And in the future, people are going to have to buy specific NFTs for the investment that they want to take part in, whether it's an Airbnb or a mining rig or um we've looked at like gas pumps gasoline right oil oil rigs in like midland texas those things are getting like a one-year roi right now um diagnodes is something we've looked into um is there any plans to purchase quality tier one cryptos such as bitcoin or ada so yeah we're talking about that right now is if we're about to get into a bull run which you know bitcoin just broke resistance um, we don't want to be holding stable coins so we're looking at probably putting half of our treasury and you guys can comment if you hate this right we'd love your opinion putting half of our treasury into like Bitcoin and Ethereum, ADA might be, you know, that's a little bit more risky one for me because I don't like their use case, but they, they do go up in bull markets. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Crypto Lala, about the Trojan horse thing. I, it doesn't, I, it's cringy, but at the same time, like I'm not gonna let the project die because we can't, you know, go with what's trendy in the market. So I think it's kind of a balance of the soft Trojan horse is like, you know, maybe using, you know, you got to do some sort of marketing. So maybe it's a, a unique thumbnail or a, a catchy infographic or title of a medium article that draws an audience in. And then you just Trojan horse them in the, in the medium, you know, then you get down and show them it's actually a good product. And then those degenerate people that only read the intro and the outro, they can get the degenerate information they need, which is, you know, passive income that's sustainable 1% APR. Um, example, all the get to stay properties now have Wi-Fi, all the get to stay properties now have Wi-Fi provided by deeper device, which is also constantly mining DPN for us. That's a really good idea that you said. And, and I agree with you, Alice, is like, we need more urgency. And for me, it's like a good product doesn't need urgency. It's like, it's just be a good product. Like I never feel like Google's never harassing me. It's those, you know, Indian, you know, I don't want to be like, I just do get a lot of Indian calls, like people wanting to sell me SEO for my roofing business right and so it's like this it usually a good product i don't like amazon's never bugging me google's never bugging me there's never like these serious bugs me all the time like for these urgency you know force clothes um but a good product you just build it and they will come so that's what we're trying to do and so i think for sure website something we can work on and um, story and people will flock to scoop Gen 1 NFTs. I think he's right. Like we got a really cool idea and we've we've mentioned it in our mediums and it's not marketed well. 
right? Like people don't know what our NFTs are. They don't know why they're so scarce. They don't know. It's it's like you'd have to hop onto an AMA. It's like that real deep alpha you have to dig to find, um, which apparently isn't enough. Like you need to be able to give that information out um, availably and publicly so that someone that's just clicking our website can scoop that alpha without having to dig deep in our Discord or hop on a call with someone um, or using influencers that can give that information out. Um, so I love that. Um, we did want to keep this one a little bit shorter, right? So we're getting close here at the end of the 30 minutes. I'm thinking um, maybe 10 or, or 15 more minutes if some other people want to come up. If not, um, we'll leave it to the chat. From you guys, you know, 46 of you that are here showing up, um, we love you. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, we the People are taking the time to read the mediums, really see what we're doing, really think about it. They're hugely passionate, and we really appreciate that foundational. You know, and I... I didn't, I didn't get any tokens, right? So I had to buy in and I want you guys to know I, I bought in, like I've got a ton of money in NFTs because um, I really believe and they're all staked. I've got Marcus Aurelius's staked and I've got, um, we're not, this project isn't a little pump and dump. It's not something that we're going to end and no matter how you cut it, like Dominium is going to be here and we're going to invest our treasury in a way that it's going to be here in two, three, four years, regardless of where the market goes. And um, we're really excited for what that, t what that means for you guys and, um, you know, what we can do with this community moving forward. But let's listen to a few more people that have some things to talk. Templar Knight, are you up? Yo, yo. What's up? Yeah, I have a question for you. I think you guys just answered a huge question regarding the next generation of NFTs will specifically be investments in that, that upcoming project. Is that how I'm understanding it correctly? Yes. Okay. So then what about the original and the Gen 1 people? What will they always be invested in? So the philosophers are like the citizens of dominium right we can have a, a, a gold mine and it has miners working in it and the miners get their money from the mining and maybe there's a factory for shoes and they get their money from shoes but citizens philosopher citizens will always make money off of the whole pot right so if we have okay. so for example if we have some miners making an 80 percent roi then people are going to buy that from us for a 60 percent roi and that 20 percent 10% will go to overhead and 10% will go to our philosopher citizens. So in the end, you know, let's say we have 3000 philosophers that we're always paying like a scoop of all of our rewards. Um, and then the, the other ones are kind of like more poignant to what they're investing in. Like these people wanted to have passive income from Airbnb. These people wanted to have passive income from uh, a mining facility. And that's what that's all that they'll have access to. Um, and then and this is this is moving forward from this point on, right? The first investment on. Yeah, yeah. The, the first investment, the NFTs will change. Correct. All right. Yeah, this first I've heard of that. So, I, I mean, I've been looking around for any kind of information to move forward. So that makes that answers a huge question right there as far as generating income long term in a specific project. If that makes sense, you know. Yeah, it's it's in the mediums, um, but I understand that they can be quite a read. Um, and so we, what's, what's a, something that a lot of people brought up tonight is how can we kind of take those big selling points or those big questions and um, get them answered more quickly for you. So we'll work on that this week. So then, the, then the, I guess the general point is that everything will always be bought in DOM. So whole, you know, generating DOM will allow you to buy into other new projects. Correct. Absolutely. And then our, our five to 10 year play, right, is that eventually, you know, let's say we have a, 
a warehouse that we bought so we could have our mining facility or we have a house that we bought so we could run our Airbnb business or whatever our passive income play. Our passive income plays will acquire assets. So five to 10 years, we want to be able to say the dome tokens backed by real world assets, right? So that um, let's say we Dominion masses and a hundred million dollars of warehouses and Airbnbs and you name it. It's like, we're not going anywhere. We have a lot of assets that's owned by the community, that's owned by Dominion, that's gonna to continue to def do everything we can to defend the dome price. Uh, eventually, what we've discussed doing, and this is in the literature, is um, stop, our rewards will no longer be given in dome. Like, let's say that we do a mining business, we're giving rewards in dome for the first year to incentivize those early buyers, right? Um, but after the first year, you're only going to get that 60% that directly comes. And it's going to be paid in stable coins or a token other than Dome. And then the money, that extra money is just going to go straight into buying and burning Dome. So we want Dome to be like a, like a commodity-based, property-based token that's backed like no other token. And that's the whole goal of this passive income, treasury acquisition, is we want to be able to say we have a token that's you know incredibly resi resilient to inflation because regardless of whether you go with bitcoin or the us dollar or the you know the australian dollar everyone's going to be buying property with their money so if we can have a currency that's backed by property we're excited about that and it has a resiliency to any market um and it's, it's really unique all right yeah that answers a lot of questions because i was looking you know I like your roadmap. It's very <laughs> ambitious, which is good, but it's also very vague, you know? So maybe if you can add into that roadmap specifics, what type of new investments you're looking at, that would allow people to encourage other people to get involved in something. Like if it was a mining facility, like, hey, they're going to invest in a mining facility. That's their goal. Or they're going to invest in, you know, some other asset. Then sure. if you can be more specific, then it gives people the opportunity to encourage other people to buy in. You know, not looking at it at 24 months down the road with this grandioso plan, which is great, but, you know, maybe some more specifics at time of what you're looking at, too, would allow more people to get into it, encourage us to get other people into it. For sure. Yeah, no, it, Thanks we'll, for that feedback. we'll definitely uh, have to, to make some edits on those as we get closer to solidifying some of those those different points of that roadmap, for sure. So then just real quick, my last question, I'm sorry, but do you know any idea what the... Uh, the time frame is a first investment. This kind of come, ties back into your previous comment of, you know, vague rewards, vague roadmaps. And um, we're going to have an, our little video come out with what's his name. You guys are going to hate me for not knowing his name off the top of my head. <laughs> James Pelton, right? He said, hey, it seems like you guys have a bit of control in your rewards and stuff. Like it's not an immutable contract. And our answer is, is it's because we don't have all the answers right now. Like the real estate market is changing. Like we, it's up so much right now that we don't feel that comfortable buying, at least around the places that we live, right? And the crypto market is changing. And so we feel like it's kind of silly to say, hey, in you know May of 2022, we're gonna buy our first mining rig and then maybe mining's down or electricity's up. Like we're not, we wanna be able to pivot and counsel and work with our team to kind of get down to what's gonna make the most sense at the moment. Plus, like if we if we have $5 million to invest versus $500,000 to invest, we're gonna do different things, right? If our rewards are printing too much and we have too much sell pressure, we're gonna give less rewards. It's gonna be somewhere between 300% and 30%, you know that, but we're always gonna prioritize sustainability and, and stability with our price. 
Um, so long story short, that's the reason of our vagueness is we don't want to say anything that's not true. And it's also extremely vain to say everything as if we have a plan because we watch projects die every day. They act like they have this big, perfect plan. They come out and they announce their perfect plan. Then they can't pivot. They have an immutable contract. The market changes and their project's dead. So we're trying to be resilient and, and, and malleable so that we can move with the market. And that's what we want people to be betting in is like, well, Dominium's serious, they're honest, and they have a good team, which is a lot more than a lot of these people can say. They act like they have a good plan, and then they go to zero because they can't pivot. So that's why that's the reason for the vagueness. It's not just laziness. It's intentional. And we're how I guess I could ask you, how can we um, allow ourselves the flexibility that's necessary in a crazy new market? Um, but also um, being able to broadcast and market those things that people would be very interested to know that would help them invest and help them get their friends invested. No, I, you know, I think that's a great answer and it makes a lot of sense to people who understand the long-term game. You know, I would just encourage you to stay away from the YouTubers and the, all the other union of transparency BS that people stay away from who understand the long-term game. Because if you want to attract real investors, you know, that's your best way is get people who aren't looking for that 10% dump or a 10%, you know, hundred percent jump the next day. And uh, so everything that you said was great. And, you know, that was a perfect answer and it makes sense to me, but I just, you know, I think that that gives me the ability to answer questions to other people as well. Yeah, no. And, and I'm sure that that answered lots of questions. So we definitely appreciate, appreciate your questions. Um, it, it gives a lot of other people opportunity to have their, their questions answered. So those are super solid. Um, we'll go ahead and pull up Austin Clark here. Speaking of YouTubers that, that, uh, give their honest opinion about stuff. Um, so we'll go ahead and, and let you speak for a minute and then we'll hear from Fiji Jack. Hey, what's up guys. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was really intrigued when you guys asked earlier, I was listening to you and you, you asked somebody, you know, how can we basically get this project out there? And that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I was, I'm really excited to, uh, see how this project goes and do some content around it but the main thing that i think is you know one really cool thing that we see with other projects in the DeFi space when they have a lot of longevity when they have worked for a while but they're just kind of like not really that known um and i won't mention you know the specifics of the of the projects but what happens is that proof of concept is what really explodes those projects. So that's why kind of like what I was talking about earlier in the chats is For sure. once you guys actually have that proof of concept and you just kind of stay consistent at your organic growth, um, the, the two next biggest barriers that you guys need to just focus on is branding and, and education, right? Because I mean, I, I even noticed within this AMA, a lot of people uh, were just really craving knowledge of, of, of understanding what you guys are doing. And then the branding aspect, um, right? Because like you guys have a really good aspect of wanting to invest in real estate, invest in real world assets. But if I go to the uh, user interface, if I go to the website, I don't get that vibe, you know. And I'm all about branding, right? I love YouTube. I love doing that stuff. So that's like kind of like my uh, my go to type of thing. And um, if I go to the website, right, it's like more of an NFT like that type of vibe. But because you know, I got that big mint button that pops up for me just those little psychological things so i think just kind of a suggestion on how do we grow this project while waiting for that proof of concept to go, come about and that's maybe gearing the the website towards more of a real estate investor or just kind of giving a vibe of, of how are we turning how are we connecting both DeFi, which is digital to the real world without making it too heavy on just like that 
NFT type of uh, attitude or personality kind of website that I'm talking about with the with the whole branding. That's great feedback. Um, I mean, it, it probably does turn off a lot of users coming to the to the website, and um, I, I think that that us and and all of us here being able to to go talk to our someone uh to our friend like uh, like templar was saying go, going to be able to to talk to your parent or a, an uncle aunt or sibling or their child right and being able to say hey this is awesome like this company's going and, and backing some of their investments some of their crypto assets with with real world assets and and these actual revenue generating assets which is is really cool and then you come to our, our landing page right and just right in the middle of your face it's mint your nft now um stake your nft so um, I think that there is a, a possibility of a, a, not really a rebrand there, it's a small rebrand, but more of a retheme and a restyling for, for our landing page. So we'll, we'll have to, to draw some new things up with that. Um, and anyone here that's, that's got expertise in, in some of these areas, you're totally welcome to DM me if you have specific ideas. Again, it, it, it kind of gets stale in our minds because we work on the project every single day and, and we see the code and we see the concepts. And so that just becomes pretty stale really quick. Go ahead and add on to that or I was going to say that, um, I think, uh, kind of what I'm taking from this is there's a bit of a disconnect from our landing page, right? Maybe our, our marketing says, Hey, if you're legit, not a degenerate, not looking into Ponzi's and want like a legitimate investment opportunity, then come to our website and see what's going on. And then our website's like, Hey, we're just mint your NFT. There's a learn button at the top, and there's documentation. But um, I think that's what if hey, if our marketing is going to be all about education. Sorry, education and legitimacy. Then maybe our our website needs to have that same education and legitimacy theme rather than just the NFTs. Absolutely, yeah. Because like you know, if because where it's it is about real world assets, but we are using you know, a sprinkle or a hint of DeFi, however you, however you want to, you know, say it, we need to just kind of get in the mindset and the headset of, of people in real estate because I, I love real estate. That's like my, my bread and butter and, and of investing. And a lot of my real estate friends, 95% of them either hate crypto, think it's going to die tomorrow, or just think it's fake altogether. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I, if you guys had the proof of concept running right now of like, Yo, you can literally go buy this Airbnb NFT and reap the benefits of Airbnb without even owning it. I mean, they would they would lose their minds. But then you know they go to the website and they see like big flashing heads and stuff going everywhere, and you know NFT. <laughs> it would just kind of like turn them off real quick. So yeah, just kind of like getting in the mindset and the headset of how can we appeal to the the uh, the sexiness of DeFi with the professionalism of real estate. I love it. That gives us. Um. appreciate that um yeah i mean if, if anything i think we've we've kind of hit the nail right on the head uh, a few times so we'll have to do some some brainstorming as, as a core team and take some of your guys ideas and some of the dms that i'm getting now um and, and make that real work with some of our um our designers and and find a way if if anything at least try to to put out a uh, an infographic that kind of explains the entire project and um, the, uh, the the workflow, the flow of the project. So, um, yeah, no, thank you so much for that, Austin. Appreciate you, you bumping in here and reiterating that. 
Yeah, absolutely. You guys are doing an awesome job. Uh, don't want, don't want to take any more time. Y'all have a good night. Appreciate it. Thanks. You as well. BG Jack, excited to hear from you. Happy to chat with you all the time in, in DMs and uh, in general chat. What can we do? Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. So um, I got three things, basically, I'm hearing. Um, everybody's kind of talking about the uh, the website and communicating and all that stuff. Um, this is kind of like uh, something I remember from uh, I think high school literature class or something. Uh it's the the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Uh, every time I do like an app something, or if I'm trying to get people to go somewhere, those questions have to be answered right up front, and then that from there you can kind of go to work on where you're doing. But if those questions aren't answered, then they're still left wondering, or they're left without part of the, the, the whole picture. And I see that in a lot of crypto projects. Uh, particularly like nodes and DeFi and all this other stuff, um, they'll have three or four of the answers, but they won't have all of them, and you're you're just you're just left hanging. So um, when you're going through and you're designing uh, the thing, just make sure those elements are there. They're they're super important. They're basic work. So um, second thing. Um, Something that really would have helped me, and you guys helped walk me through this a great deal, but I see this in other projects as well. Um, Discord's kind of a crappy format for how to relay consistent information to people over and over and over again. Um, forums were really good for that because you could just put a sticky there and you put all your information, all your facts, all this stuff is right there permanently. So. Um, one thing I have found in some uh, some of the projects is that they'll do um, they'll have a dedicated be it a fact channel or something like that. Mm -hmm. They'll have a dedicated channel where they consistently address the same questions like how do I buy a node? What network is this on? Um, <clears throat> how do I swap from one coin to the other? Um, how long until? I got to pay fees. What's the projected ROI? What's your coin price? You know, these these are just consistent. Everybody's got these questions. And if there's one place that people can go to get those, that's really stupid clear, like year old retarded five year old kid clear, then there's those questions will go away. Um, and I honestly sometimes I have a hard time finding. It. I might spend a half an hour looking for the thing. For sure, I'm reading through the white pages. I'm looking at the things. I'm listening to AMAs, and I still don't have answers to the really basic, simple questions. So maybe a channel in the Discord that hits those very, very clearly and very stupid questions up front um, is going to go a long way to helping onboard um, half wits like me. Yeah, and, um, and I'm, you our free ask questions page. Yeah, I was gonna say let me let me add to that. Um, we we did actually move away from having a specific dedicated channel to answer those questions, just because, uh, like you said previously, um, I mean, Discord's kind of a horrible way to do that, right? Like it it gets out scrolled, like so much information gets put into one channel. And eventually you have to scroll up, and if you have to scroll up, it's likely that people won't see it. They already don't see it if it's at the bottom. So, um, we, yeah, we it did, needs to be a locked channel. We we so moved, that nobody can comment. We moved away from that, and and we have a docs uh, or a doc that we made. Um, but but <laughs> even that, you're like even that's all the way at the very top of our of our FAQ page. So, 
Um, that one probably should be updated with some more of these big basic questions that you're talking about. Um, and I need to find a way to, to more appropriately, um, maybe just take it out of resources and put it up in the, in the very top thing. So the people that join the discord, I don't know about you guys, but personally, when I join a project's discord, I do the verification and then I read through like the, the, the what is this project about, um, rules. Sometimes I read the rules. I don't really know anyone that reads the rules, but I should probably put it up there just so people have that information we have a lot of stuff on our discord we need to purge some of these channels for sure to make it easier to use but i just wanted to add on to that go ahead with the rest uh, your your third question pg yeah yeah it's just you know i mean from my perspective is break it down into bites pieces then there's not so much scrolling so but yeah i i see where you're coming from on that so um third thing real estate all that other jazz um i just have been living in Fiji for the last eight years. Uh, I just came back to the States here last year. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of tourism over there, a lot of reports, a lot of work, land development, construction management, all that other stuff. I've been a landlord myself for a long time, gone through all the stuff and things that I see in the future in the States, specifically, um, there's kind of like, two or three areas that I see are probably growth areas in the future. The first one would be uh, storage facilities, you know, like self-store kind of things. They're everywhere, almost always full. Um, they're relatively low maintenance. You need one there. The cost of building them is very reasonable. The land required doesn't have to be super expensive. Um, the clients can pay on the internet. Um, it's easy, easy enough to liquidate them. It just brings in a consistent monthly income minimum of headaches. Um, the second opportunity I see, if it's in the right place, might be something like a car wash. Um, you know, consistent flow, yada, yada, the whole thing. Um, and then the third thing was uh, something that I actually see more and more of. It's getting really crazy is adding... Um, uh, centralize our supply chains like everything's going to Amazon and all these other uh, chains we want everything central distribution warehouses so what I see a ton of in the back even kind of off the uh, off the interstate uh, in uh, uh, population centers are distribution warehouses big massive facilities maybe they're specialized coal or dry or frozen goods, um, but all of them now goes through these massive distribution centers, freaking everywhere in the U.S. And I know there's companies that all they do is they get these just buy, build or buy a distribution warehouse, and then they these big chains and ask them if they want, you know, uh, you need storage space, and you know, say so you know you're leasing out consistent storage space, um, and you've got a minimum amount of staff air minimum amount of equipment and just a big facility that just cranks so um those are the three areas where i see in different tiers of it's there but those are three areas i see that would be really good thing i don't see really good unless it's a really high tourist area is the airbnb thing that's anyways you know so anyways those are my thoughts Appreciate it. Appreciate it again. Uh, again, great points from from the last time we chatted as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of stuff to be done, um, including what you're talking about. I, I think one of the most important things are, 
is is going to to be able to release proof of concept at some point in the very very near future right um i i think i've personally had a hard time uh, pulling the trigger and saying yeah let's just do this because who knows maybe maybe an investment of of 10 to 30k in, in a few different buckets is enough for for people to say look these guys are starting they don't have a ton of capital um or maybe it's maybe it's these guys really won't respect the proof of concept until it's uh, 150 to 200k purchases or investments so um i think that's something that i'm feeling more confident about with with your guys answers today that um, maybe the amount isn't as significant as the actual action itself so yeah well um thanks to everyone for hopping on and taking the time to be here um Little side note is like we really are down. Like I'm down to have these conversations every day. I, I hop in the lobby sometimes and I say, "Who wants to hop in?" Um, I prefer that to just scrolling through Discord. Like if I have an hour in a day, I'd like to talk to one or two people or three people and really kind of have like a town hall thing where we're all out here, we're all discussing it. Um, some action items for us as the team is to revamp the website. Um, make our, you know, we've, we've kind of like laid out what our goals are and what we're going to accomplish. A few things we're going to make very clear are, um, one, what our real world asset purchases will be, um, the time frame for those purchases, um, how our NFTs will change, why these NFTs that are being sold are so scarce, and the who, what, when, where, and why of what Dominium's doing. And we're going to break that down, make it super simple, put it on our landing page, and uh, get it all done for you guys. Um, but just going from that, like we want to, we want to just hash hash out and let you guys know that once again, Dominium is the most fair launch, and it's going to continue to be so. And we will continue to make every decision for the decades to come, for 10, 20 years. If if Dominium just gets our 300k, it's just going to be 300k that's never going to go away, and Dominium will always stand. So we're really happy about our ethos, and we appreciate your passionate, um, you know taking time to be here with us. We'll let Tampar and I go one, one more time. What's up, man? Hey, I'm so sorry to bother you guys one more time, but Fiji got my mind thinking. Um, Mute yourself. For the you. next generation. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Sorry. Keep going. For, you know, the next generation of NFTs that are going to be specifically designed for one investment. Are you going to make the investor aware of what that investment is prior and then like basically pull all that money for that investment or will you purchase it no matter what and then whoever buys that NFT will get that portion of the investment? Probably for this first one, the former, like um, our first ruled asset, let's say that it's a mining facility. We're gonna sell NFT miners for those that want some of that profit share. Um, and then we'll try to be a little preemptive with it. That's what we've discussed is like, hey, you know, we've got our mining facility. We're going to, you know, generate a million dollars a year. Our next thing is we want an island resort and the island's $20 million, you know. So we need to sell 20,000 of these $1,000 NFTs or whatever that math is. It might be $10,000 NFTs. Um, but yes, both. <laughs> See, that that's kind of where my tokenomics comes into all my questions is because if you don't have a set number of NFTs per issue, then it's hard to calculate how much you invested into the project percentage-wise, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Definitely. So the, the problem right. with that of what of the of the route you're going down is if is it loosely coupled or is it tightly coupled, right? If if your rewards are tightly coupled to our mining facility or to the resort or to anything, 
right? It just becomes a profit share, which becomes a security. And so we've talked to lawyers, we've had this discussion, and for our partners like Quarter Machine that have looked at this, the best way to kind of avoid, you know, legal issues is to keeping it loosely coupled. It's like, we're going to take this money, kind of like when you bought Thor, I don't know if any of you guys bought Thor, like you don't know how much of Strong or Gala or any of their investments that you're actually going to have a claim to, right? Um, but they're making them, you know, and the ring was even worse, of course, and we want to be much better. And, and the, you, you really could, maybe we'll hop on another call and you can convince us to go another way. But the reason we're trying to keep it loosely coupled is look, we can do what we know is sustainable. You know, we took a million dollars and we're going to give an 80% APR on it um, when we know that we can get 100% APR on it. And that's that's the main product of what Dominion is providing is we know we're going to get high APR, we're going to use real world assets to get it, and we're going to give a slightly lower APR and people are using its revenue as a service, right? All they got to do is buy it and we do all the dirty work for them. That's our product. Um, once you get into like, hey, like we're buying a, th- a million dollar um airbnb and we want you to put in twenty thousand dollars so that you can owe to own two percent of our airbnb it, it's really really sticky with securities and direct equity plays like that so that's why we're steering away from and keeping it loosely coupled um, especially now at least while we're in discussions about it if we go that route and we can it's been done people are tokenizing real world assets all the time our, our partner red swan right they're, the problem that they've faced, though, is they're now selling legal securities and only accredited investors can buy from them, which cuts out a lot of our audience. So we don't want to go into that, go down that road if we can avoid it, because we want we think everyone should be able to have real world assets and have a token that's backed by that. And it can be as long as it's loosely coupled. If it's direct, like you now own 2% of our facility or our profits or anything, then it gets really sticky with the legalities. I appreciate it, man. This is great. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thanks for hopping up. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Um, lots of really good stuff here that, that I think you guys have learned and we've learned, honestly. I think there's going to be a lot of changes, um, and we're going to need some help facilitating that and, and with ideas again. So keep the DMs coming. Keep the suggestions coming in general chat. Um, to point on, it's it's looking like we're closing the hour right now. To point on time. Uh, I expect probably one or two two more of these uh, smaller AMAs to, to run long. Um, I think Ariam and I are both fine with that. Um, as we get more of these general questions answered, we find a, a more efficient way to get them answered for newer community members. Um, I think these AMAs will, will start to shrink in time. Uh, we're going to try to keep them to about 15 to 30 minutes, staying really, really, really dedicated to the topics that we choose. Um, and then Ariam and I are, are happy to jump into discord for for an hour or so almost every single day so maybe we'll start doing announcements and and saying hey we're jumping into to the discord channel come chat with us we'll answer some of your questions we'll give you like a five ten minute heads up and we'll just jump in you guys can come chat with us we'd love to answer questions and get to know you guys other than that anything else to say Ariam? no thanks for being here guys we appreciate you cool all right, well, thanks, guys. We'll go ahead and close the stage out now. If you guys have any other questions, go ahead and feel free to ask in general chat, DM either of us, or prep them for the AMA text channel. Thanks, guys. Take care.